This episode of the e-commerce playbook podcast is brought to you by Yachtpo and specifically Yachtpo subscriptions. If you are running a subscription business or if you're adding subscriptions to your business, check out Yachtpo subscriptions or your Shopify store. Let's jump in. Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris and I'm so glad you joined me for another episode of the show today on the show. I am going to talk about how to solve problems. It's actually one of my very favorite topics to think about when you're in marketing and growth and everybody at some point runs into challenges where things just aren't working. It's just part of the game. What do you do when you get to that point? How do you go about solving problems? Like what's the method to go solve the problem that you need to solve? I'm struggling in an account right now and so I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on trying to solve it. I'm gonna talk you through what I'm seeing, what I'm trying to do to fix it. At some point here, I'll update you if it works. So stay tuned, let's talk through how to solve a problem. Let me give you some context for the challenge that I'm facing. The client that I have in mind here did, it's really, they really have struggled over the last couple of weeks. Maybe a simple way to think about this would be that in Q1 of this year, they were doing 25 to 30% more revenue than they're doing over the last couple of weeks. In fact, in May, this client ran a Memorial Day sale that went great. So just a big bunch of revenue. In fact, it was their best revenue month ever, and it was really good. But since then, you have a normal post-sale slump, and that's part of the deal, but it just seemed to keep going. And so it's now been going for a few weeks. Um, and over the last couple of weeks in particular, the revenue pacing is about 25 to 30% off of what you would have expected them to be at in Q1. And worse, that's at roughly a five-ish. So total revenue divided by total ad spend. And in Q1, they were at like an 11 MER. So drastic revenue pullback, drastic ad spend and efficiency pullback. And that's a big problem, right? That's a big problem problem. What do you do when you face a problem like this? Like my first inclination here was that some of the pullback was entirely related to the sale they had run, that it was basically they'd pulled a bunch of revenue forward during the sale and given people an opportunity to buy them. They went and bought and, and then things slowed down. And I, to be fair, I still think that's a big part of what happened here, that there's just a natural fall off after that. Okay. I also think that this client is in a macroeconomic moment that is challenging for them. It's a expensive AOV and a nice product that's not an essential product. And the market has gotten really beat up at the time of recording this over the last couple of weeks. It's really bad. And so for sure, that's probably having some kind of an effect on this, okay? So those two things are there. Now, here's the thing. I can tell you those two things are true and I can point to some data points to support those. The problem is I have absolutely no ability to control either of those. The sale... The Memorial Day sale that we ran is already over. So if we are now struggling post-sale, so be it. I can't go undo the sale. And at the same time, if the macroeconomic moment is creating slowdown for this brand, and I believe it probably is, what can I do about that? I can't go, I can't go do that. I still, that's not my job. I still have to go figure out how to help this client grow right now. I have a lot of tools at my disposal to do that. I can run ads, I can run email, I can send emails, I can do all kinds of stuff. But I have to go figure that out and I can't lean on that. And here I want to put my finger on something right away to look out for in yourself, in your own reaction, because I do this all the time. And also in people who work for you or in agencies or anything like that. When there is a problem like that, I think it's worth, first of all, acknowledging the potential truth value of those explanations. I, I think it's good faith to do that. And in fact, I had a conversation with this client where we talked about that and he said, I'm sure that's part of it, the macroeconomics. I'm sure that's part of it. And they acknowledged that it was likely the case that there was some post-sale pullback from customers and there was a hangover effect after this. And so I appreciated that. I appreciated the willingness to look and see those things honestly 
from the client's perspective. But after you've acknowledged the reality of those things, it's almost like you have to just set them aside because you won't really know what the level of those effects are for a while. Like I had this experience at 4 by 400 You know, we acquired these brands and you heard, if you've listened for a long time, you've heard me talk about a lot of brands struggling, especially in the middle end of last year. And what I now understand is the case is that everybody was struggling at that time. Nobody knew how to run ads in the new world of post iOS. Nobody understood how anything worked and we were all adjusting and it wasn't real time. And worse yet, I was trying to do this with five brands at once or whatever it was. And so it was just this massive challenge. And now I'm able to look back on that side and go, oh, I see what was happening there. I was in the midst of a thing that I didn't really know how to work through and I was struggling and now I've learned that and now I've worked through that and that's one more notch on my belt for the next time I come across a problem like that. But at the time that was the case. And so I can retroactively think about that situation and understand a little bit better what was happening and give that assessment to it. But at the time it didn't matter. Like our cash was still in a bad spot and it was still a struggle and brands were not going where we want. All those things. And I didn't have the, I couldn't just be like, it's a really hard month. That just wasn't, wasn't a reasonable option. You have to actually go try and solve the problem. This, by the way, is probably an argument for doing less things at once because what I'm about to show you or what I'm about to talk through is how I now would think about going about solving this problem. And it requires a level of focus and intentionality that is not easy to replicate across a lot of brands all at one time. Perhaps it's another reason why I'm shorting the aggregator model a little bit in my mind. I just think it's really hard to do this while having resources stretched really thin. So in any case, what do you do instead of just blame shift or whatever? And instead of just say, it'll get better and you kind of wait it out and point those things. I think the move here, the baseline principle, and I'm gonna talk you through how I see this. The baseline principle is to start trying to break the problem down into smaller problems, okay? That I think is the key to what's going on or to, to how to solve this sort of thing, okay? If you leave the problem at this broad level, then you will have broad solutions to the problem. If you go, man, our revenue's down and our MER is down and so our ad spend is sucking and so we have to go solve it. If that's what you do, it might create some helpful behaviors like going and generating new ad creative. And let's be real and D2C, that's always probably part of the solution to some degree. But it just isn't really the whole thing. Something, we're talking about a massive drop-off. So something was going on here at a much bigger level than just changing creative. And so what I started to do is to try to go answer the question, what did this brand look like in the first quarter of this year when it was doing way better, at least as a percentage, than it was before. And that begin, that is the first question to ask. When it was going better, what was going better? Like what? And so now you start breaking down the problem into a few smaller things. So step one for me was to start asking the question from an art perspective, why is the MER so different? Now that's interesting right away, right? Because if you think about MER, it's total revenue over total ad spend, but that's an average and it hides a lot of other things. For example, how much of that revenue was new customer revenue versus returning customer revenue? That makes a big difference because if there was a bunch of new customer revenue that was happening earlier or returning customer revenue that was happening that isn't happening now, like where is that issue actually taking place? All right. Again, if it's MER, like I said, like if they were generating a ton more returning customer revenue than normal and the percentage of returning customer revenue spend had gone way up. And if in the last couple of weeks, the reason that our performance has gotten a lot worse is because now that returning customer revenue is gone and that's the MER drop-off and the revenue drop-off. Well, that's interesting because that means if I go and try and solve this at the ad level, that might actually have nothing to do with it. 
the ad level might be telling me very little because it's actually returning customer revenue. Okay, so that's the first thing I'm gonna go do is go break those two things down. Now, in point of fact, if I look, it actually looks like it's not just a returning customer revenue problem. It's actually, although I think that might be part of it. Now there's a little bit of trickiness here. This brand is moving from a custom cart to over to Shopify very soon. And so some of the metrics are a little sketchy, but we've got a lot of it in place. here. But if I go and look at the last few months, there's something I find right away. And that is that, that our AMER has significantly declined. That in the first quarter, that number was around a six or a seven, and now that number has, and at increased volume relative to usual, and now that number has gone back quite a bit. Now, AMER, if you aren't familiar with it, is acquisition MER, so the idea is just new customer revenue divided by total ad spend, and so now we're gonna hone in and do the first move of going from make the keep the problem big to make the problem smaller. Why all of the sudden is, is our customer acquisition getting less efficient? Why is that happening? That Now that becomes a really interesting question, right? And, and that leads to another question where, again, we're going to try and make the problem smaller by first looking at not just general ad spend, but ad spend by channel. And the two biggest channels for this brand are Google and Facebook, like it is for every e-commerce brand. And so that's what we're trying to look at is where's the problem? Is it Google or is it Facebook primarily? And again, we get some interesting help if we look at the problem that way. As it turns out, the AMER for this brand in the last month where I have full data was a 4.8. And the previous few months, and that was at less revenue than before. And in Q1, it was between a 6 and a 6.7, depending on which month you look at. And so let's call it a 6.3 all on average, okay? Now that is, so there's a significant pullback in AMER. Now that doesn't explain everything, to what's going on, but it explains something about what's going on. That new customer revenue had fallen off and it actually had started to fall off a few months ago. It wasn't just happening over these last couple of weeks. This was in April where we started to see this fall off and we maybe just didn't notice it as much there. Maybe because, I don't know, maybe because the numbers still look really good relative to most accounts or whatever it is. There's enough revenue to cover over it. There's all kinds of reasons why you might think that's actually not what's not actually as big of a deal as it looks, or maybe because we had a little slump and then we went into Memorial Day sale, we made all this money, and so you forgot that April was actually already declining relative to what we've seen more recently. But in any case, now we see, okay, AMER is the problem. And now what I'm going to go do is start to break the problem down again further. Is it a Google problem? Is it a Facebook problem primarily? As it turns out, our Facebook spend was the highest we had ever seen it. In fact, our total ad spend was the highest we had ever seen it besides holiday in March and in April. And in fact, from March to April, it was about the same amount of total spend, almost to the dollar, like within a couple grand. And this is an account that's spending a lot of money. So spending very similar amounts of money, but suddenly this giant AMER drop off. And as it turns out, over those two months, the distribution of spend changed significantly. It went from about 28% Google to about 21% Google, which is a really big drop-off in the total spend, which meant Facebook spend was coming up, Google spend was coming down, and so now something is going on. Now, again, as we make that move, we start to look and want to go a step deeper. Okay, so now let's go into each account. Where is the Where are the dollars going in each one of those two accounts? One of the things that we noticed right away was that something was going on with Google Shopping in March and April. And this account had been running quite a bit more Google Shopping during Q1 than it seemed to have been running during Q2. I think there's a few reasons for that. One of them is that there's a move towards Performance Max that's happening in accounts. That's um, a Google ad product taking over for smart shopping was the number one spend, number one spending campaign type for this client. And perhaps a media buyer was trying to move them 
over pretty early to Performance Max to try to get data going and see if they could help that. Whether that was the right move or not, I don't know. But that that very specific thing now represents where that problem might be. And I actually haven't gone and solved this completely yet, but I have started to work with my Google buyer, who's really talented, and said, hey, go look into the distribution of spend between smart shopping in Q1 of this year and then into April and then into the last couple of weeks more recently. How much money are we spending there and what's the performance look like in that particular area? So now we've started, now we've gone from way back at this big level of R and revenue all the way down to a campaign type. And as it turned out, actually, when he was looking into this, he drilled all the way down to a Google shopping out on a particular product in March. I had said, I think this looks pretty good in March. What happened? Why did it get worse in April? And he said, wait a minute, this has 10 clicks, but tens of thousands of dollars attributed to this ad. What's going on? There's a weird data point on this one product, on this literally one product that suddenly is doing that. So we went to the client, asked them what was going on, if they knew what was going on, and there you go. He's And of course, something weird happened that they'd never mentioned us to us before, not because they were being mean, but because they just forgot. It was a little detail. There was some weird attack on the site or whatever, and it messed with all the revenue numbers. And so now we are able to look at this historic data with this grain of salt. Wait a minute. Was this actually even accurately reporting relative to what I thought was happening? This actually brings up another important point when you're trying to solve problems like this which is that the first question a lot of times should actually be, hold on, on the bad side, A, is something broken? Like before you go try and solve a bunch of data problems, just find out if your cart didn't work for four hours during a day or something. Like you never, it's like things like this happen sometimes. And so it's worth just pausing on that and trying to understand, did anything break? Okay. And on the good side, it's the opposite question. If you had a particularly strong month or a couple of weeks or whatever, was there something unique to that moment that was creating that outcome? For example, did you run a big sale, right? Or for example, is there a bunch of wholesale revenue mixed up in here because of the way that your platforms report revenue or, or something like that? Like those are all different possibilities. You have to, before, as you start to go dig into things, sometimes you reveal these problems or these unique moments that were driving the performance that have nothing to do with like evergreen fixes to things. Like it's just not what the issue actually is. So all that said, that's one place now that we can go and look. We talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time on this show. You really can't win in e-commerce without generating lifetime value from your customers, generating real retention. And that's not just a matter of tactics. It's a matter of building relationships with your customers that create repeating revenue. And subscription is one of the key ways to make that happen. And you can increase customer LTV with the latest Shopify app from Yachtpo. Yachtpo subscriptions helps you launch subscriptions in just 15 minutes. You can set it up so easy. It connects with native Shopify checkout so your conversions stay high, provides a straightforward merchant experience and gives your customers flexibility so they not only start subscribing, but stay subscribed. Look, if you've thought of Yotpo totally as a review app, you are behind the times. Yotpo subscriptions is in the Shopify app store. Go check it out. Yotpo subscriptions, search it in the app store or check the show notes to learn more. Now, another thing we can do is look at that distribution of spend between Facebook and Google. Of course, we go into the Facebook account too and see, hey, are there any campaigns that we're just smashing then that are just not working at all anymore? And that's always a possibility that's the case. And we're doing all of that normal work and that then leads to all the things you would say about developing new creative. And I actually don't want to get too deep into that sort of thing. And the reason why is like, that's obvious next move, right? Is you go look at the ad account and try to understand 
the basic stuff that you try to understand in an ad account. But sometimes, and I think that, again, the tendency, especially if you're working with an agency, is to, if you either are an agency or you're working with an agency, to put all the pressure on the ad account to be the source of the problems. And it may be, but there could be some other things in play as well. To ascertain what those things are, now I am doing another thing, which is starting to look in Google Analytics or in Statless at CTC and start to look at this now by channel a little bit more and say, okay, if I have a, if I have a revenue problem, where is my revenue actually falling off and why is it falling off? Revenue on a daily basis is actually only the result of one of three possible factors. Traffic, conversion rate, and average order value. So website visitors times conversion rate times average order value. On a given day, that is going that formula is going to work out to be the is going to work out to be the revenue that you sorry, goodness. When you multiply those three things together, the, the number you spit out is revenue. How many people showed up, how many of them as a percentage bought something, and how much did they spend when they bought? So if you want to go solve the problem of what's going wrong, you should try to isolate as best as possible what's going on there. And now when I go to Google Analytics, I can see this really easily or whatever. There's a lot of different places you could be looking to see this. Here's the fascinating thing. As it turns out, often it's the case that the problem is traffic or users. In this case, if I look at the last couple of weeks compared to when they were like peaking in March, the users are only down three and a half percent. Sessions are down 8.8%. And I think that's actually interesting as well. Why would there be so many less sessions when there are only a few less users? People are not coming back multiple times in quite the same amount. That means it's a higher percentage, presumably of first time customers, like new customers than usual or a lower percentage of new customers. Anyway, you get the point. Start to understand that question as best as possible. But actually, either way, I don't really think that's what's going on here. I don't really think that's truly the problem. Because if users are only down 3.5%, then that doesn't really explain a 29% drop off in revenue or whatever that number is. Okay. Now, the next place we might look would be conversion rate and average order value. Average order value down 0.39%. Not as in almost exactly flat. So that is not the problem. And that leaves one category left, which is conversion rate. And the conversion rate, as it turns out, is down 22%. So this, the traffic thing is somewhat of an issue. But the main issue is that the conversion rate is down 22%, which means a click is worth about 22% less than it was before. And that is the main problem. Now, again, I haven't gotten far enough. I haven't gotten far enough yet. The next place I want to look from there is to start to break that down, both traffic and value of traffic by channel. Because again, it's tempting now to point the finger at something else and to say, oh, I see, see the problem is out there somewhere. Traffic is suddenly less valuable and gosh, I can't do anything about that. Especially if you go look at your ads and you realize like your ads are running roughly the same kinds of ads. You should have roughly the same quality of traffic just looking at your ads. So why would the value be so much less if you're running basically the same kinds of ads? And that's what we are, right? That's, there's no massive change in the ad approach. And so if there's a decrease in value of traffic, it's not because we're running a bunch of clickbait garbage ads. That's what I'm saying. Now when I go break this down by channel, now we have something else interesting that happens. It turns out we actually have 50% more Facebook traffic than usual and 30% less paid search traffic, or I should say Google traffic, which is it's a range of different types than usual. Now this hints at exactly what I was saying earlier, which is the distribution of Facebook and Google spend. And so perhaps we are missing out on some spend in, in some Google spend that's actually gonna be higher quality traffic for us than what we would otherwise have. It's funny, organic search traffic is almost exactly flat over those two time periods, almost exactly. And in fact, the value of that traffic is slightly up over that time. But but our paid search traffic is way, way down. 
And, and so something is weird there. And Facebook traffic being way up, that's going to be lower value traffic. Overwhelmingly, Facebook traffic is prospecting traffic. And what does that mean? That means that if you have a bunch more traffic than usual and the traffic has gotten less valuable, that might be because you have a lot of people looking at your brand for the first time, which would be what Facebook traffic is. It's cold traffic. You're sending traffic to people who are going like, who are meeting this brand for the first time. They may not know what it is, unless it's a legacy brand or something. And so they're going to take longer to convert. That traffic is going to be less valuable. And that's a real concern. And so that, that's a problem, all right? Now we start to, again, hone in on this a little bit more. This, which points to me again at this idea of the trade-off between Facebook and Google and the distribution of those two things. Now we also have actually another issue which is that our email revenue looks quite a bit worse. In the If I compare just time period to time period, the last two weeks to a similar two-week period during Q1, suddenly our email revenue has gone down from about 10% of revenue to about 7% of revenue. And in fact, if I expand that more to the entirety of Q1, email revenue got up to about 11 or 12% of revenue. And so now we have another issue. Email traffic is down 68%. And now I know exactly what the reason for that is which is that, that there's a transition in the team operating email. And in that gap, less email was sent than usual. And so I am sitting here working really hard on Facebook ads and that sort of thing. But you know what part of the problem is? They just need to get emails back out. They just need to do that. And this becomes actually a process problem and like an issue of just prioritizing getting those things going. Now, thankfully that in this case, the ball is already rolling. Like I, I know what's happening there. The team that's taking over running email for, for this client, they're gonna do a great job when they get going. And there was a little trade-off there and that's a problem. And now that did sincerely generate a good chunk less revenue. And of course, if you have less email revenue, that's going to be showing up directly in the MER, right? Cause that's email, or that's revenue that comes apart from ad spend. And because of that, like it's just going to, it's just all weighting the MER worse. So that's a real problem. And that, that ends up, I think that's one of the key explanations in this whole thing, less email traffic, less email revenue. And I can just see that really quickly and really easily by just comparing the time periods in Google analytics. So thankfully that part of the problem is already being solved. And I come back around to this issue of the distribution of my Facebook traffic versus paid search. Now, again, or versus Google, which is mostly paid search, mostly shopping. And now again, when I go dig in and go look at what's going on in the accounts, I find another couple things. One of them is our branded search traffic is performing quite a bit worse than it had been before. And why that happened, we had a change in bidding method to which was an attempt in the long run to solve some problems, of course, but maybe that is creating part of the problem. We also had, and again, I can go dig into that really specifically. We changed bidding method on our branded search to go from, uh, this brand, by the way, does have competitors or well, retail partners really selling their products on their branded terms online. So you have to bid for your brand name to make sure that you are maintaining purchases on your website as you drive traffic. And our branded search is performing quite a bit worse. And like I told you, organic search is actually performing about the same. So it, it, that, it seems like we're losing out on some value on our branded search and we're spending a little too much on branded search. Why? Because we moved, we changed the bidding method. I talked to my, again, really talented media buyer here about why, what changes were made there. We went over it immediately came up with, okay, this is a campaign that we need to adjust to see if we can solve what's going on. We're looking at things like the search impression share to figure out when we change bidding methods, did we lose out on or gain a bunch of our ads showing up on the relevant searches? Okay, it looks like it's about the same. So we could probably raise our target ROAS on this bit, on this campaign, et cetera. I don't wanna get too into the weeds here, but you get what I'm saying. You get really specific. And again, what we've done is moved from this big general problem of revenue and I mean, down to the specifics of the bidding method of a branded search campaign. 
to go figure out what's going on there. And then, of course, we're also trying to look and say, how are these Performance Max campaigns doing relative to the smart shopping campaigns that used to be there? Do we need to add? Do we need to take away? Is there anything that needs to happen there? Okay. Now, on the Facebook side, we're doing something else, which is the big thing here is this client spends a ton of money on remarketing. They spend a ton of money on remarketing because they're a higher AOV client and there's a longer time. We can pull up the time lag report in Google Analytics and quite a bit of the purchase behavior takes some time for people to think about it before they make a purchase. So in that case, you remarket a lot because people are taking a long time to make this decision and we want to stay in front of them while we're, while they're taking that time. And so one, another thing I can do is go look in the account and go see how is, how is the, or what is the distribution between remarketing and prospecting? Is that out of keeping with where it was before? Do we need to remarket more or remarket less in any way? And it looks to me like we need to remarket more. That we had, a, we tailed that off a little bit too much. Now, part of that was strategic coming out of that sale. We wanted to rebuild prospecting audiences, rebuild the top of the funnel after remarketing them very heavily during a sale. And so now we got to shift that distribution over. Another thing I can see in the Facebook account is because we did see that there was some performance drop off already happened in the account over the last couple of months, we had launched a bunch of new creative. And we're, it's test creative and some of it isn't performing and some of it is. And so that's what happens when you launch a lot of test creative at once. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. And you have to kill the losers and scale the winners. And ideally you do that with cost caps and it just makes the decisions for you. So all those things are relevant as well. So at the end of this then, what do we see? What we see is that we can isolate the main problem into a few different places. Our traffic is less valuable. And I think, I really think some of that is owing to the macroeconomic moment and to the post-sale moment. I really think that. I don't think all of it can be explained by traffic channel, but I think a lot of it can be explained by traffic channel, and a lot of it can also be explained by the lack of email. So we had increased the amount of top of funnel traffic and decreased the amount of some of our very best quality traffic with email. You put those two things together and your traffic value is going to be going down. Conversion rate is going to go down. That conversion rate is not something that's happening to us. It's something that we are doing and that we are working on and that we need to go solve by the way that we build all of this. Now, the next steps from here, actually, it turns out there's another sale moment coming up. So we'll try to solve some of this into the sale and then we'll plan out how we allocate budget over the next month and a half, both with this next sale for 4th of July and with the one coming after it. As we do that, we'll take, in, take into account all the insights that we've had all the way down to the specific campaigns that we're running all the way to the specific of something like email. We'll look and see, and then we'll track new customer revenue, returning customer revenue, AMER, MER at the top levels to see, is this working? Because at the end of the day, that's the last step of this. Ultimately, you're going to make all the changes you're going to make. And then the real source of truth for whether or not this is working is really simple. Is it generating new customer revenue? Is it generating returning customer revenue? Is it generating revenue? really? And is it generating them in the places it's supposed to? If it is, it's working and you've solved the problem. If it isn't, it's not. So there you go. Real time reflections here. Like, I, like, I mean, this problem isn't solved yet. Like we we're working on it, but I wanted to just kind of, I realized I was going through this long process, spending a couple hours on this today. It's something I've done a lot of times. Like I said, it's work I really like. And so as, as we're digging into that, just making a point of trying to share that with you as best as possible. And, and maybe it'd be some help to you in your own process, solving this kind of thing. So thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate it so much and would love, would love if you would rate and review. We would really appreciate that. I say this every week, but it would really, really help us if you would rate it and review on your podcast app. And, and as always, to share it with a friend, if you would like to reach out and talk, please do that on Twitter at Andrew J. Ferris. You can find me there. Thanks so much for listening as always, and we'll see you next week.